Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Lost his shit. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi there, Joe. Hi there, Ian. Welcome to the show, everybody. Let's high five for thirty-one. High five. Excuse me. We made it to number thirty-one. High five for hi there. What were you doing at thirty-one? Well, I was moving to Los Angeles. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And here I am. You actually, you are, you're like, you know, rimming the, uh, the, the one year mark here. You're rimming this city. Like, like a Remington? Uh, uh, like, like Remington steel. Like, oh man. Pierce Brosnan, you're invited on the show. Oh man. Pierce, come on. You can wear a tuxedo like you did in the, uh, 007s. Or in Remington steel. Remington Steel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he wore. I never saw that. He was Remington Steel before he was James Bond, and a lot of people credit him being Remington Steel with because Pierce Brosnan was looked at for James Bond. You remember Timothy Dalton? I know the name. I, I don't know if I know. He him. played James Bond in two films before Pierce Brosnan. Oh. Pierce Brosnan was originally supposed to be Bond like ten years before he got to be Bond. Like Gold Bond. Like like Gold Bond. <laughs> Did you ever try Gold Bond? Um. No. Are we having some technical we issues? Are. Hold on. Technical this is a, this is, this is a, a new one. In, in, uh, this is because uh, you're hearing this too, right? I hear it. Yeah. Okay. It's like a weird buzz. I wonder if it's... Uh, hold on. Bear with us, everybody. Bear with us. Bear grills. Bear grills. <laughs> there Hello. we go. No, fuck. Oh, man. there is something off there. It is, isn't Maybe it? Maybe try switching channels. I might want to change cables. Hold on. See if it's channels. the... Ch- it could be oh, the channel. Oh, that's messed up because then that means that I need to get the board serviced. That means you'll have to go and take it into a massage parlor. I will. And, and uh, uh, pay for the full package. <laughs> no, that sucks, man. Yeah, it's that channel is uh, well, well, a little janky. Well, to be fair, this board has been... Um, has been Come Maddie. Here, Come here. This board has been plagued with technical issues, not necessarily from the get-go, but just off and on since I've had it. You know, from time to time, you'll get some weird... Uh, yeah. Some weird, you know... Oh, dude, I bought so much. I have bought so much know. gear, and it just randomly just something breaks on it. Just, it. It's like, it come happens. On. It's electronics. It's is you know stuff. It's yeah. made by man. You know, so it's it's. it's but I didn't even manhandle it. It's like I I take care of all my stuff. You were tender. I was gentle. tender, like the app, <laughs> like <No. laughs> like the app. Tinder uh-huh. movie goes hashtag. Tinder movie goes. Um, no, but I I I definitely bought the extended service plan on most of the gear oh, that's that good. I bought. So it, I know it's covered. I'll just take it to good. Guitar Center. Damn you right. Know, we might uh, we might do uh, the next couple of shows back at your place, dude. This is kind of the time where yeah. you want to get everything done you can at Absolutely. Guitar Center because yeah. they're going under. They are going no under. Way. Yeah. Uh, really? Steve was telling me, yeah, I've been reading these articles. I mean, about, it doesn't incredibly surprise me. Yeah, they've just got it's way like too fries. much debt. I'm surprised that Fries is still as, you know, throbbing as they are. Yeah, Fries. Oh my gosh, that place is huge. Like with the Best Buys around now, like Circuit City folded. Oh, because they of did. Best Buy yeah, and yeah. places like that. So I'm just surprised that Fries has stuck around. Mm-hmm. Fries is never my first choice. Fries is a large electronic uh, warehouse. Quite large. 
So you can go in there and like walk around and build your own computer but or it's, a robot. It's very impersonal. So yes, maybe it maybe it caters towards <laughs> dudes walk around in a white, you know, uh, button up with a and tie. They, they want to sell you everything because they mm-hmm. make commission. That's Check how out this motherboard. Paid. Yeah, seriously. What? You know, you want you like gum. You want this gum. This yeah. is brand new gum. I actually, just come here for bottled water. <laughs> um, Micro Center. There's a. We did it's random. Random. We're suddenly talking about you know computer stores, but Micro Center. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, those dude. Stores? I went to a Micro Center probably a year ago, They're year and a half ago. The only place that I ever knew in the last fifteen years, and they still carry it. It's that energy drink balls. Oh, B A W L S. The hell is that? Balls. Balls. It's a it's a an energy soda that I remember my buddy Cameron drinking. Like it was water. Do you think the back uh, in the day when he was like sixteen? I mean, he had he was gonna make like a chandelier out of the empty balls he had. <laughs> and but now <laughs> it gets they're sold at Micro Center. And from what I last time I went into a Micro Center a year or two ago, they still have it. And it's the oh only place that I've ever seen that has it. Do you think the CEO sits in his uh, office and he like just stares out off into the distance? He's like, they're drinking my balls, and he plays with the balls. Ball, <laughs> yeah, balls, oh, yeah. Um, Dude, that's such a. Uh, I, I, I wonder what it is. Like, what's in it? All these energy drinks, because I don't drink them, man. Those things make me freak out. But guarine and taurine and what do they put in that stuff? Like, are they? Do they all taste the same, or is there really a difference between bowels and like Red Bull? Or are they all kind of the know. same shit? No, I mean it's it's probably all very similar type of stuff. I mean Pepsi and Coca Cola. It's like a, it's like a citrusy sparkling water almost. You know. Well. Yeah, it's with, like a soda with like some with some aftertaste added to it. Yeah, and a little heart uh, heart palpitations. Yeah, that yeah, come on the side. Yeah, they got a little uh, little EKG machines <laughs> that come with every yeah. uh, every can, <laughs> so you can monitor your heart health. Oh man, damn that stuff! That stuff, it's people. People get addicted, just like I can't coffee, do it. just like all those kinds of things. I mean, remember Nodos. What is that? No dose was like a little pill you could take. It was an energy pill to keep you awake. No dose. Yes. They get, I, like I remember seeing it. N-O-D-O-S or Z-E or something. Yeah. 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 But it's like at, uh, they sell it at filling stations, gas stations and stuff now. You know, like little one-offs. But you find it next to the horny goat weed and all the <laughs> other like, you know, one little pill supplement. Dude, when I was in high school, uh, we had to do oh, the worst session ever. It was our first full-length album in the Spaceman Spit Band. <laughs> okay. And we had to do a session from like, it was seriously something stupid, like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. or what something. Is this? this is a recording session? Yeah, we were okay. paying like bottom dollar for some studio time. But you had the graveyard. We had the graveyard chip. Okay. And so, which oh, you're, you're slightly familiar with. I am. And there's a recording studio that's in the same, like oh. it's on the same building, but it's just down the block just a little bit that... I am constantly seeing people out there taking smoke breaks and stuff at four yeah. in the morning, just like we are at, well, not yeah. take a smoke break at work, but. Cause if you have a friend there or that, that one of the engineers knows somebody and is like, oh, this person's a badass band. Hey, yeah. I can slide you guys in. Yeah. It, as long as, as long as people sessions, don't trash yeah. the place, most companies don't care if their employees do certain elements of their own work with that equipment on their own time. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's nice. It is nice. Keeps to, them motivated too. Cause a lot of those well, jobs are probably. Bands they don't really care about. It you know? gives them the opportunity to find their own motivation. Yeah. The, the employees themselves, you know, because whenever we whenever we end up filming some stuff, 
I know that I'll be able to take it to MTI. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and sit down. If I've got my own time, I can, I can, you know, play with the color tools and like, you know, mm-hmm. get it to look good. Ask some people for, um, for advice and stuff like that. But, you know, as long as I know what I'm doing, they, I mean, who cares if it's not being used? They <laughs> yeah, yeah. they certainly don't because that's what it's for. Well, it's like during the day they get all these daytime gigs that are like America insurance plans. <laughs> that's right. Shit like that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's, that's Elf the Tree new. Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Elf Tree Podcast Tree. It's a whole new like. <laughs> remember when Wayne's World goes all professional in Wayne's World Two? Oh, geez, vaguely, vaguely. Oh man, I, that movie I I don't remember seeing it, but I know I did. See oh, it. we should watch it, dude. Wayne's World, yeah, two, the second one, yeah, because you know the first one they do it from their garage or their basement, so yeah. it's all shitty, you know. Yeah. yeah. The second one they get signed on to actually like That's being right. in a studio, like and an so they, ESPN. Yeah, so they redo the whole Wayne's World. It's like Wayne's World, Wayne's World. <laughs> And now for your guest, it's like totally just cheesy, man. <laughs> that would be that would be similar to us having, I don't know, Daft Punk redo the High Dare theme song. Oh, dude, and that would be incredible. We got you know Daryl Hammond from SNL to, to intro Punk. us. Daft Punk, please. Uh, if you're interested, rewrite our theme song. Yeah, I mean, we'd be we would love to give you guys a shout out every single week. We with, love you with the theme, and your helmets, your 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 punk helmets, and your spacesuits. Your daft suits. And your track suit made of the thinnest of golds. Like space know. blanket material. Yeah. They're always wearing those shiny ass, like weird suits and stuff. They I are, love it. It's it's fantastic to see people committing to some sort of role or character for their public persona. It was like Gaga, dude. Remember she used yes. to be covered in stuff and then all of a sudden she revealed herself into other characters and taking on different It's she's, crazy to see yeah, where she's gone. She's, it's awesome. She, yeah, exactly. She's evolving in her image. Um, but a lot of people do that, but mo- a lot of more of them do it in just such weird going with the flow of culture ways. You know, I mean, somebody like, well, Paul Rubens, uh, you know, commits to whenever he's out being peewee, he is peewee. Mm-hmm. He's not Paul Rubens being peewee. Yep. He's, he is peewee Herman. Um, you don't think Lady you could pull Gaga. him to the side and be like, Hey man, Hey man, just, Paul, uh, you know, Paul, 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 let's, Paul. It, this is me. It's me. Here. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, seriously. It's like one of the. It's like one of the guards at Buckingham Palace. You know. Why are you sad? <laughs> Who's Paul? <laughs> Who's Paul? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Lady Gaga. She. I mean, committed to being the most off the wall, bizarre artist I've. Yeah. I have ever witnessed in in. Very pointy on stage. Very dangerous to be around. She, she'll put your eye out, for, yeah, for sure, or give you, you know, salmonella, <laughs> E. coli, or whatever, uh, whatever's in the the meat suit that she wore. You oh, that? she wore that meat suit. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. I would. Oh, that'd be kind of a weird. That'd be heavy. A meat suit. Well, depending on the meat, like the skirt steaks, maybe, maybe you know, ten pounds. What like kind of wearing meat a heavy was it? coat? Was it I, like I think little, it was. I think it was like you know, like thin uh, strips. Yeah, like you would get at a hibachi place. You know. Oh. Damn. 
you know, or, and then or Benny Hanna. If she wanted to change her outfit, she could just like take the whole thing off, give it to a butcher or someone who has like smoking a, a grill yeah. out back, yeah, yeah. cook it up just a bit and put it back on. It's a whole new color. <laughs> this is a brand new dress. Smells juicy. Yeah. Ooh, People yeah. People start slipping on stage and it's just all fucked from there. And then she, they drop a giant vat of barbecue sauce on her. And <laughs> they start, release start a bunch of hungry a, wolves. Start ringing a triangle <laughs> and dinner call for, you know, everybody. Let's see if the little monsters can save you from these. <laughs> they open like all these like cages. But it's her, but it's her show. It's her show. She's oh, come up with man. this whole thing. She's doing performance art. She's like, like, oh, everyone's screaming. Will the monsters save me? She like disappears inside of the meat suit. And then when she's completely devoured, there's, there's nothing left. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. It's like the, uh, when a magician throws the blanket and they yeah. disappear. Yeah. Yeah. And then she just would come up she through the platform. She f- rises from the ashes. Or maybe she, she like comes down phoenix. like an angel like Justin Bieber did in the uh, little... Uh, <laughs> Justin, Justin Bieber, Justin fucking Bieber. He did the. They had a Comedy Central roast of Justin Bieber, which I I spoke to Shelby earlier, and we agreed it might as well have been called the Comedy Central roast near Justin Bieber. No, it's probably the Comedy Central roast, and let's also stroke Justin Bieber's cock, where Justin Bieber happens to just be sitting here. Because I mean, everybody did jokes, everybody roasted everybody. But he had a nice suit on. He, I like he, the suit. He had a to... he had a thin cut blue suit on. I mean, what's nice about that? I don't know. I just described his entire wardrobe. He wore, he had pink and purple socks. That was the most interesting part of his wardrobe. Yeah, but it's because you like purple. You wear purple shirts all the time. So I do you wear kinda, purple. You relate Although to I'm the not purple. right now, but. Do you like Barney? That's a question. That. I liked, I liked the fuchsia Barney. The purple, purple Barney was, was kind of weird looking. What was that movie with Edward Norton uh, where he dresses up in the. Death to Smoochie. Dad, dude, how badass was that? It was movie? The, the with Robin Williams. I it was oh, it man. was bizarre. It was dark. It was a dark, dark film. It was but, like the uh almost the uh like a pretend version of the side of Gumby's life, you know, or you know, one of those yeah, characters, like what yeah. they would deal with. It's like if Tim Burton made Barney. Oh my gosh. And then like cranked it up with a little bit of Acid? Tarantino? I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Very yeah, dark. It was it was messed up. Not for children. In parts. Darren Aronofsky could have could have uh, you know, sprinkled his little uh pubes in there. Dude, I think uh wow. It's pretty impressive to see I thought Edward Norton was awesome in that movie. And it's crazy how long ago that movie was made. That's right. And he then was just, the just new have... host, wasn't he? He uh, was Smoochie, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Because Robin Williams was the host. Mm-hmm. They got booted. It was like Captain Kangaroo getting booted exactly. for Barney. Yep. And Edward Norton was smoochy. Got exactly. It. Got it. That's and, right. And uh, he played such a great character. And then to see him recently in Birdman, he was just as freaking awesome. And still he, looks just as young, kind of. He, he does. I like Edward Norton. I've liked Edward Norton for a while. I really enjoyed his performance in uh, 25th Hour. Oh, I didn't see that. It's a Spike Lee movie, but it's got all white people in it, which is weird. No, I'm, I'm sure that I'm was kidding. very awkward for, kidding. Sorry. for him. Sorry. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was it was a great movie, but it was about throughout the movie, Edward Norton, you all know, the crew right was up, black, though. Yeah, all the crew <laughs> was um, right up front. You you are told that Edward Norton has he's been convicted of a crime. He's going to prison, but mm-hmm. he has 25 hours or 24 hours, I guess, because the 25th hour he's supposed to report. He's got 24 hours. Before he has to report to, mm. to start his sentence. So he's, okay, I got it. So it was probably some high collar crime that, you know, and this is right at the beginning of the movie. So you see his last 24 hours and uh, he just kind of deals uh. with stuff. But I mean, it's all got a very, it's all got a very heavy tone to it. The Spike Lee movies tend to. Is it like a 24 thing? 
You know, where they no, kind of go through our time code or anything no, like that? No, it's or? more about him just... I mean, yes, sure, because it's 24 hours, you're definitely keeping track of the time, but it's not like a, a mystery where he's running, trying to figure out something to prove his innocence or whatever. This guy did it. You know whatever it is, he did, and he's, make, he's made his peace with it. Mm-hmm. It's his 24 hours to say goodbye to people, essentially. Oh, his, man. His fiance, you know, like, how do you spend one last night with your fiance? And then still have to say goodbye to everybody else, too. Making sweet, sweet love. I mean, yeah. Like, but is it that or is it breaking up with her? Because he's, he's in jail for the rest of his life, I believe, is like the implication. Oh, so, like, gotcha. does he just tell tell everybody, hey, y'all got to go on without me? Or what, you know, just kind of, it's it's it explores that kind of a question. And uh, I think he did a great job. Barry Pepper's in it, which is kind of a random name, but it's somebody yeah. that you probably would recognize from things. <coughs> um. Like, uh, and he's great in it too, man. Best friends with salt. Um, Barry Pepper. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, uh, Ira salt. Yeah, exactly. Now that is crazy to think about though. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. What would you do in the last 24 hours before you were put in jail for a long time? I don't know. <laughs> I'd probably there just, was no uh, way there was no way that you could get I mean because you're not allowed to leave the state so there's no way that you could get to your family and chances are they wouldn't no, necessarily would, be able yeah. to travel to you like you know well no I guess to be fair if you're in that entire situation your family's probably already come and is near you anyways yeah so forget that whole scenario I was just thinking what if suddenly one day like today somebody just like, hey uh, 24 by the way, hours go yeah, you didn't pay this ticket back when you were 12 <laughs> Jay walked. 50 years. That's the that's the mandatory minimum. I don't know what I would do. I, I What would you do? Would you do something for yourself or would you do something for others? Maybe that's a, a place to start. I want to say I would do it for others just out of like, yeah, I mean, what more can you do for yeah. yourself? It's just kind of like, okay, well, I can still meditate in yeah. jail. I can yeah. still do all these things. See, I would do stuff with others for me. Yeah. You know, I would, um, you know, make all those memories so that I, so that I get to spend my last moment with them, but not do it like in a selfish way, because of course they're going to be upset too. But, uh, I, I, I've kind of realized for me in my aspects of life, being the one that's left behind is easier, uh, than being the one who's going to something new. So if I was the one going to prison, I would want to, I would want to do whatever it is that I want to do to remind me of home while I'm away doing everybody else stays in their same bed every night, sees all the same people every day like that. Their lives are not going to change as much as Mm -hmm. mine. So that would be my, my reasoning behind having some sort of selfish ish drive. But I would just, I wouldn't be a selfish dick about it. Oh, no. Because it's all about the enjoyment of, of what you're doing. Yeah. And if you're just doing it and being a dick about it, then people aren't going to have fun. I'll try to write a hit song. Nice. And just be like, you know what? My last 24 hours, I'm going <coughs> to write a hit song. And this will pay for my release. What if you could work with anybody in that 24 hours? Maybe let's uh, maybe let's bring it a little bit cl- little bit closer. What if you could work with anybody that you personally know? Could call right now and say, "Hey, I, let's uh, let's work on a, a song. Let's work on a hit song." I don't even know. 
That's a that's a that's a heavy one. I may take up a couple of my twenty four hours to think about that. <laughs> okay, all right. I don't know. That's hard. It is interesting. Interesting to think about. Because yeah, it's like such a weird thing to have to think about. It's just yeah. it's it, what's weird about it is it's so unnatural to be locked away. It's an unnatural thing to have your freedoms taken away. Like that's not normal. Sure. And it's. Uh, I don't know. It's like when people get arrested for petty shit, it's like, come on. That's just no, nothing you should put a person through. Yeah. That's very traumatizing, you know? Yeah. Um, Most people that I've ever met that have been to jail, they just talk about how much they wish they will never go back there, you know? And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I don't know if it's their own, you know, who knows? Everyone has their own state of mind when they go to things. Yeah. um, Have you ever been to jail? No. You ever been arrested? No. I've been, been pulled over by like six police officers because I had a, a, a meltdown uh, when I was in high school because uh, one of my, my girlfriend was cheating on me mm. and I saw her walking into no. a fucking restaurant. One. <laughs> this guy who, no. who I fucking love. It's one of my good good buddies. That's I mean, a shame. still, you know, yeah, definitely. Okay, like, that's good. Yeah, that's we, good. I saw way past all that shit cool. eventually. Cool. Like it was just like one of those moments where I realized betrayal But at the same time, now as an adult, I'm like, I get it. People fucking get bored with each other and they just move on. You know, I can't blame someone for that. They just don't handle it the right way. It doesn't mean that it's not supposed to happen. Yeah. But just people just don't do it right. It's the at least let me go, motherfucker. You don't have to like. It's like, tell me. Yeah. Don't don't hide it from me. Because it's like when you're hanging out with somebody, then you're carrying that kind of deceit in a friendship you're trying to cultivate. And you can't cultivate friendship when you're keeping well, That's a pretty you can thing, you know you can because yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure plenty of people have done it but it doesn't mean there it is I was like wait a minute I'm hearing some fuzzing sorry open guys channel. yeah that was amateur hour sorry we're gonna we're gonna re-record the whole all right let's start over. of the show no. beep, beep. <laughs> every time I do that mm-hmm. Joe always uh he always now man I uh <laughs> I just think it's a weird uh thing to think about jail and stuff i I don't, I don't know so anything <clears throat> you've never been handcuffed or anything well to a bed a couple times uh, <laughs> <laughs> no uh yeah no i've never been handcuffed the worst that's ever happened to me was um i don't think i have was this beating ticket i think oh dude you got a speeding ticket and got handcuffed no no, no oh no i think that's the worst thing that's ever ever oh. You know, the only kind of experience I've had with the cop was either getting some sort of moving violation, traffic violation, or when I was dealing with them after my my shit got stolen. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it was kind of an equally uncomfortable process both times, you know, in, in both scenarios. It's just such a that's a shame. That's a slight. No, I call it a slight shame. I do. I think it's a shame that that is the way that you that one feels uh, about law enforcement. <clears throat> yeah. Law enforcement. I knew some not... badass cops, though. Like, you know, you there's some them. really cool badasses out there. You but then there's some that are, cops. you know, they got, everybody's got issues, you know? And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of dudes that get, um, they, they come, people who, I don't know, I don't want to speak this way because it's not true to all police officers, but I think a majority of people that are, <laughs> Um, hired probably have a lot of personal issues with their own anger control yeah 
Um, and then also I think the training that they go through is pretty mind fucking. So it's almost like, how do you, how do you stay connected to your own humanity with your brethren when they put you through these freaking rigorous ass training things? And I get like, they see crazy shit. So you got to train a certain way to be prepared. But at the same time, it's like, if you strip someone away from like being able to make their own choice, like when I got that crosswalk ticket, yeah, that guy had a choice and he didn't choose to realize that we learned our lesson because we were acknowledging him prior to even crossing the street. And so had we known we were breaking the law, there's just no way I I'm, you know what I mean? Like why would one you of those want deals. to invite that? Yeah. Fuck no. That's not, I don't ever want to have a confrontation with a police officer. If it's on the, the grounds that now I'm like, he's looking at me as a yeah, offender, like a big brother type. That's of, not a good feeling. Thing. No, it's not. <clears throat> it's not. And that's what I, that's what I feel. That's how I feel. Most people think is normal to, to view police officers at this point. Yeah. It's like, man, yeah, they're just there to, to keep their eye on us and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, damn, they shouldn't be because they should be the reason. Ah, nobody should be the reason anybody feels safe. Everybody should just feel safe. But in a world where that is currently not the case, the police are the ones they are, should be like our big brothers who in the sense that you're like, Hey man, somebody's, somebody's fucking with my shit. We need, we need some help here. And they're like, all right, I'm coming. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's people that you, you call when you're in need. Yeah. Not that you're afraid because they're going to slap you on the wrist for walking across the street. No, walking no, it was worse than a slap across the wrist. I would have taken a slap across the wrist it's a four hundred dollar fine. What? Yeah, it's like four hundred bucks. Whoa. Yeah. It's a Whoa. Expansive, man. I'm fighting it. I got attorney. I'm gonna do the whole spiel. Good. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. That's stupid. I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's unnecessary. Doing, he's doing what he he's doing what he's his job is, but that was. It's an arbitrary decision on his part to enforce a law in which you were not being a nuisance. If you were if you were dodging traffic and causing people to slam on their brakes because you were crossing the street, sure. Like I was on crack, just running across the street. <laughs> well, I mean, even just people that are inconsiderate, like you know, just then he should give you a ticket, and yeah. you should absolutely pay a four hundred dollar fine because somebody could have killed you. Yeah, you know, or I mean, you could have pretty, caused somebody else to, you know. We had a lengthy conversation about just I don't know. It was it was really. It was more of trying to get him to actually talk to me. And yeah. he was not talking to me. He's trained not to. And it was, it's unfortunate. Like, I, I just feel like it is. Cause there's a lot of good cops out there. Like, dude, when I got pulled over by all those police for, I had my meltdown in this gas station. Oh yeah. Okay. My buddy Brant was like, dude, let's just get out of here. Come on, man. Like what a badass. Um, uh, did you go in? I was crying, you know. No, you? I didn't go in there. I just saw it. And as soon as the door <laughs> shut and they went in the restaurant, I lost my shit. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't. So it was you're, one of those you're things outside like, by like oh, the I... gas pumps or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like you know the first. Love Sorry, I'm not. Have, I'm not trying know? to like paint a picture for all the public to like Joe's meltdown. It was know? a goddamn Denny's. <laughs> it was a Denny's. <laughs> high class. Yeah, yeah. It was at one of those at one of those Denny's filling stations. You know, <laughs> my the truck stops. My weeping turned to laughter. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I got in my uh, 81 BMW and yes. uh, just started fucking driving. Just driving, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was just crying and losing my shit. Oh, I, wow. I was in a state of I'd never felt that way before. Yeah, yeah. And um, all of a sudden, all these cops like just fucking swarm, and, and so I pulled over, and 
Uh, Whoa. This dude comes up. They're all kind of starting to crowd around. And I mind you, this was in the parking lot of my church <laughs> at the time when I went. They're like, hi, uh, hi Joe. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Brent's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, just sitting in the car trying to console me at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, fuck, what did I do? What did I do? So, like, that's that's a question. Like, suddenly, because so, you know what you're doing when you're doing it. I didn't it. do anything wrong. I was just loud and, and crying and screaming about, yeah, you know, I was a fucking teenager angry about being cheated on. Yeah. And it absolutely. happened. Wow. And, uh, you know, with two, two of the people in my life that you love, I mean, it's like a fucking, it was hard. It was I never tough. dealt with that. Um, but since then it's fucking hilarious to think back on because <laughs> I realized like I deal with <laughs> issues yeah. so differently now. Absolutely. But, um, Anyway, so this officer comes up and he starts talking to me. He was re- he was really nice, like yeah. very definitely cautious to what was going on. Um, apparently, somebody at the gas station I was at called the police. That's what happened. I caused a scene, as oh, they yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was crying, and he wa- he goes, "All right, just wait here for a sec." And uh, he walks away, and then a woman officer comes up uh. and she asks me the same story, and then she tries to console me all sweet, you know. So it was like, I mean. And then when I went to, eventually went to college, like there was, there was good officers. Like she was really cool. She was yeah. super sweet. Yeah. All these dudes, they fucking knew they kind of got it. They were like, all right, just drive home, go straight home. You yeah. know, don't drive around anymore. You don't need to be out. You're, yeah. you're upset. Yeah. And so they let me drive home. It's not like they were like, get out of the car and take a rest and blah, blah. You know, they, they weren't out to do anything. To I inconvenience guess. you because, yeah. you know, like just, just on principle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted it was still fucking excessive. You don't need five cop cars. Well, they had um, no idea. They had no idea. They had no idea. You you could have been going to shoot somebody up. Oh, Ian. Like with heroin. What's, oh, okay, yeah. Because that's better, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. But I'm going to make you really high. I'm going to make you really, really <laughs> high. And oh. it might kill you, but... Oh, no, but it was it was just one of those things that reminds me. It's like, yeah, you're not supposed to be scared of cops, but it makes me feel bad for all the really great people that are really working the police forces that do create some sort of balance yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, that hopefully I, get the message or are aware and yeah. are helping their comrades, you know, cause vice versa. People, even people that get in police officers faces, we don't need that common talk. Dude, here, when dude. people get comrades? in an officer's face, it's vice America, versa, son, <laughs> yeah. we don't have comrades here. Well, it's like you see someone like people protesting or, you know, I think there's a level at times where you're still instigating somebody else. Like you're still judging a person's character. They're just doing their job. And then all of a sudden you're trying to protest and you get in their face and that person gets in the cop's face and then just starts trashing the person. You're you're you've got to be crazy if you're not aware that you're dealing with another human who's going to be equally offended. It's just like when you're kids and you make fun of someone, that person's going to fucking just explode inside, okay. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's from both sides. You, you got to kind of, pl- you have to be a human, but that's how, that's how, that's how most people think. Most people try and think of things in terms of entities rather than human beings. Yeah. And if, if you as an entity protesters, mm-hmm are being opposed by police as sure. an entity, they are no longer 
individual human beings that are going to, you know, could get pissed off at you the same way that mm-hmm. you can get pissed off at them because you're pretty pissed off at them. Well, it's kind of weird. that. But why? They're not yeah. doing anything. They're just there to make sure that you don't start some shit. Yeah, start throwing you know, Molotovs. There are plenty of protests, especially marijuana related protests yeah. in which cops are there to to just just have a presence. It has to be peaceful protesting because <laughs> yes. the second you bring any violence in, chances are uh, the, the there militarized, are going to be people that are trained uh, to deal with violence dealing yeah. with you. Yes, the uh, tax uh, quote unquote tax funded uh, resources usually have more weapons and more funding to do crazier shit. So, and the law's gonna gonna come down on their side unless you know there's some blatant evidence uh, that they did something wrong. Yeah, I don't like protesting, man. I just don't like it. I don't like the uh, the vibes. It's always this. But what if it's your? What if it is a responsibility of somebody who knows better? to fill in in some way or, or or bring awareness to those that don't what if that is your responsibility as an awakened I, it doesn't mean i don't, I don't it doesn't think it mean means you have, have to, to march or do anything like the million man march thing that okay okay we were talking about earlier okay all right i i, I, I can agree with that that's what a lot of people i guess choose to do it's something that's interested me over the past uh billion know, people march couple Sorry. of months billion people march right but things like that like if there is something that I I would like to either know more about or or lay my voice into, but I mean in, in a in a march kind of a way, especially a billion people march, it's not gonna be like, hey guys, we almost made it. If that Ian motherfucker would have been here, right? Well, you it's know, like, I mean, it's it's, like it's, uh... at that point, it just it's the principle of the thing, you know. So things like that, I might be interested to go to. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely always fascinated by it, and it, it brings me a sense of. Uh... Like when you see people standing up for something, it's cool to me, but there's also this other sense where I'm like, I just want to keep thinking about like those, uh, I don't know. I try to keep an open mind. So I just want to keep interacting with an open mind to talk to other people and get them to see things with an open mind and keep that kind of energy flowing instead of focusing my attention on just one day to stand up well, but and create a presence and a couple squares and then it's going to be trashed full of garbage. I mean, that's I true, but I mean, that's, that's a, that's a slightly irrelevant side effect from what some people, especially the people that are organizing things like that, I feel, um, intend for, because yeah. I think things like the billion people March, they're not geared towards people like you. They're not geared towards people like me. They're not geared towards people who know and bring have have had awareness brought to them about how things should and should not be in the current state of of things things like that <clears throat> i feel like people would probably be banking on as many people as possible so that it cannot be ignored by certain yeah. elements of mainstream coverage yeah. therefore people who don't really have any sort of uh blatant you know, uh, exposure to things that, you know, might seem a little bit off. We'll at least have heard about that. Yeah. And that's like getting the word out there. That's like, you know, going and being a missionary and spreading the gospel, you know, at least <laughs> well, they've the heard it. The rest is, like, is there is up to them. You exactly. know, I mean, it's, you know, that, just I feel like, seeds, bro. I feel like those are callings. Those yeah. are callings to us as much as, as much as, uh, Jewish people and Christians and Muslims and anybody of any faith, feels that their call is to tell everybody about the truth and the way and the life. I mean, 
There's Joe, a lot of truths. Know, a lot of ways. If we know things like that in any form or fashion, I do feel as if there is a responsibility on everybody's part to find a way to find a way to 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 lend their voice to it. I think that you do it in your own particular special way. But we're doing it right now to we're a degree. Doing it you know, right we, now. we always talk about it. We, I mean, I feel like we share a lot of pretty. I mean, candid. I think, I think some of the shit we have said about our own opinions at any given time is enough to really like some people would never talk about that shit. You know, it's, it's nerve wracking when I think back on some of the topics that we talk about, not even when I'm listening to them or even when I'm talking about them, when I think, and I don't have the show in front of me, my brain can be like, man, I can't even believe, I can't believe I, I, I talk about this stuff like I'm skirting I'm skirting being shunned by people and you know things like that but when I listen back damn I really do feel as if there are things that we talk about that people will connect to because of the fact that we connect to them I mean dude the, the thing first and foremost for me on this is everything that I'm getting right now in this moment live with you it's between you and I you know, and if there's anything that any information that we share or something we're talking about that we don't know anything about, it's that's where I think the magic of an audience and other people who listen in and who can kind of relate in their own world, you know, with their own friends, people they don't get to talk to all the time, or even they have full relationships now with groups of fer- friends online where you can talk to people, you know, in Japan or whatever, just about random shit, you know, anything, anything, art, <coughs> music. I mean, Reddit, that's what any of those online communities are. Because the thing is, most people, especially me, would assume that most of the people I ever interact with are American. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I assume that as a, an ignorant, you know, blinders on American? <laughs> but all of these communities stay active throughout the night, which means there are people on other sides of the world who, you know, post stuff and comment and interact with each other and... I mean, it's it's fantastic. What if it's like history, or even let's let's just even go even more uh, debated of a topic: biblical history. Mm-hmm. What if Jesus had a podcast, as opposed to <laughs> twelve people who sat around and heard the words? It's like you and I might stumble upon. Uh, what would it be called? Uh, a pathway of thinking, the Lord's podcast. I don't know. I mean, it's just like, um, let's see. What would you you'd call it? Um, uh, J time. J time. Uh, <laughs> uh, chilling with the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something, something like that. With the lamb. But we come across moments of 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 conversation that lead to things that that I know other people connect to Mm -hmm. if they had the opportunity to hear it. They only happen because it's you and me by ourselves in this moment. But the fact that we're recording them means that everybody else will then get to listen to the candid and, and hopefully followable string of consciousness that we are sharing at this moment. So just imagine if, you know, anybody's speeches i mean abraham lincoln george washington any of those people of history if they had recording devices like how how much better would we be able to interpret a lot of the kind of things that are just written down on paper at this moment yeah and up to us human beings to interpret 
That's a fascinating thing to think about. It literally just popped into my head as I was saying the words. So it's, uh, uh, that's bizarre. Well, we always like, it's always weird to me to read, um, quotes from people from the, you know, when it's stuff before the 1700s, 1600s, like, wow, this is a quote from someone that someone's telling me they said, yeah. What if they didn't say it at all? That's, that's, you know, very possible. It's It's just interesting. You know, it's like Shakespeare. I mean, Shakespeare might not have been one person. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare might not have actually been a person. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know I mean, who who knows? It's it's I, at some point there's got somebody's got to understand that who matters a lot less than what. Mm-hmm. But you know it's always nice to know who. Well, think about even when people read oh. uh, books like Harry Potter, and yep. they make the world real. Like, it's a real world for a lot of people. And I know, yes, you look at it and go, no, it's a fake world. It's just a book. Um, You know, it's a fictional story by J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. Got her billions of dollars. Um, It's a story that some people make real for themselves. And it becomes real in a sense that they take lessons from it. Yes. And it connects people across the globe. Like there's this unified Harry Potter community. If you're yes. a fan of Harry Potter and you meet someone else that talks about it, you're going to immediately connect to that person. It's strange. Yes. It's weird that that's happening, but Whoa. it's almost this um, other plane of connection, yes. you know? And um, Well, and it, it's, it's because of the internet, because this has happened for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, stories and books have been around for eons. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare. I mean, any uh, people can be fans of any and all of this stuff all over the world for decades and decades and decades. But nobody else knew that everybody else knew it. Right. Nobody, you know, it's like everybody within our little community would know who and who did and did not like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But we would have no knowledge of anybody else outside of us. Exactly. Knowing that Harry Potter exists. But it makes you look at a book and go, okay, some will make it real and some will not. Yes. You know, so it's like when you read a history book, yeah. when you read like any book, and I'm just saying this, I don't know how, how this works in the, in the world of law yeah. about books that can be published and given to students in school and all this stuff. But when you take a history book that you're supposed to learn, is there any law that protects if something's absolutely... The sanctimoniousness of the, of the facts... Wow, that was not a real word. Sorry. Well, you know what I mean? Like if there's something that you're teaching someone as actually real. Yes. Is there a law that goes, okay, if this was made up, you know, if some of this was not necessarily true or accurate, but you're teaching people that that's history and they're actually having to believe that as a reality instead of just going, oh, it's just a book. I'm going to read this history and oh, that's okay, well, here's another book on this same subject. Right. And then all of a sudden they get a different perspective of it, you know? Right, right. I wonder how that works. But whose fault is that? If stuff that if stuff like that gets taught in schools, whose fault is that? The people that wrote it. In well, the is book. there a vague, is there like this gray area where when, when literature the, is... Or the state that read it and approved it. True. Uh, approved it. Approved it. Oh, definitely. So I mean, every book who is... who is more at fault there? Definitely those who create the work of art, <laughs> if they know where it's going. Ooh, I, I slightly disagree with you, because there is there are stopgaps. There are supposed to be people that catch that shit. 100%. There are supposed to be. 100%. And if I knew Parents. that those people, if I knew that those people were, could be corrupted or, or were not doing their job properly, I would fuck with their shit all the time. I'd put all sorts of fake shit in there, just to see if it got through, quite honestly. There's got, I mean... Ian. 
I mean, why wouldn't you? But if you knew, if you knew this literature, as a game, as but a if game. you knew this literature was going to be going to children who are learning it and seeing it as realistic, like when they grow yeah, up and say, yeah, "Oh, yeah, this yeah. is what Christopher Columbus did," because this right. is what our school taught us. Right. But then you realize the truth about Christopher Columbus, and it's quite different. It is not um, the same story. Sure, it's as different as the disney's version of the little mermaid was to hans christian anderson's version of the little mermaid mm-hmm. granted i don't know uh i know we still celebrate columbus day yes. but i don't know if the school is still teaching it the way it was taught when i was a kid you know what i mean so i don't know what the updates have been but i know when i learned about him it was nothing compared yeah. to what i learned as an adult about yeah. christopher columbus you know what i mean well but as an adult you learn things about people i mean they just gloss over things in school. They like, they need to give you the briefest overview of everything that you could possibly, you know, they could possibly think it makes a rounded education, which seems to be less and less including of arts, you know, um, and it's more artificial. They uh, just don't care. They are. You are numbers to people in school systems. And that's why my mom pulled me out. That's why my mom stopped us being a part of the mainstream school system, because the only people that are going to, get, going to care about her kids and their education is is her. Mm-hmm. So she she took it and and ran with it, I suppose. I mean, that's that's when I like that's where I was like, okay, it's up to the parents. They yes. should know what their kids are reading. Like if well, I ever there have are a kids, a lot of stop gaps. Yes, and they go to school like a public school, which I don't think I would do that. But public school? No, yeah. no, <laughs> definitely not. But you'd send them to a parochial Catholic school. Definitely yeah. something where they had to be indoctrinated with like, the, uh, blood like of a the boarding, lamb. like a boarding school. Mm-hmm. They need to be uh, drinking uh, no. wolf's blood. No, no, and uh, tiger blood. Chanting Tatum, <laughs> praying to owls. No, um, <laughs> you laugh, dude. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> you said chanting and then you paused. Tatum? Which let me in with Tatum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chanting Tatum. I love chanting Tatum. Tatum. It's like somebody who takes their dentures out. Tatum. I've ever seen chanting Tatum. <laughs> That's chanting, Grandpa. Um, I don't know. Like I, I feel if people purposefully know that they're giving disinformation in books, yeah. that people in that society will take as they trust those books for some sort of reality balance, you know, like, you know, there's certain entities that exist like, uh, that you'll read. A, they get you before you can trust though. Well, it's like, you uh, don't trust it. I mean, trust, trust is a very animal instinct. at six years old. Well, at fucking four Fox years news old. says you should trust them and they've been all sorts of lies. So it's like, well, there's levels of trust. But, but Fox in news is not interpretation. Fox news is not geared to four year olds. Yeah, they're geared at people who who have the ability to to discern and then trust. Trust us to keep you in the fantasy. You know, I they, Fox. I think school systems <laughs> and anything like that get you when you're too young to know how to really trust, and so then you start to trust the institution. It's yeah. the first institution I feel that kids are just like forced into trusting. It's yeah, weird. You know, your parents are your parents, but they're still individuals. Even though they're a unit, at four years old, you still view them as individuals. Mm-hmm. I feel. I don't really remember. It's been a little while since I was four. I mean, it's been a bit, you know. <laughs> you know ever increasing. <laughs> 27, six years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 25. 25, 25 for me. My math is off. Sorry. It's okay, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely, uh, I'm grateful to... Honestly, like I commend anyone who has children and is 
dealing with all the school systems and all that shit because that's I can't imagine in their own dude. way. I cannot imagine in their own way. But you know, I was talking to Sarah about um, how crazy it was that both of us had similar childhoods yeah. to a degree. Yeah. Um, and somehow we both stayed a little bit unlocked away from being completely indoctrinated into just repeating. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. If that makes any sense, like, yeah. I could never do a cubicle desk job. That's just never going to happen for me. Yeah. That's never going to happen. That's it. Sure. So it's like, it's that kind of deal where some people can. Yeah. And somehow I stayed outside of it. And I, you know, like we both dropped out of college. We didn't complete our education, you know, quote unquote. And then, yeah, exactly. Um, but somehow we still found ourselves meeting up to be able to share almost this kind of, uh, open dialogue about what this world is that we see around us. You know? I think we're all more beneficial to each other at this stage in our lives anyways, mm-hmm. than, than anybody could be at college age. Yeah. I mean, what do you know when you're at college? I you mean, know, you know a lot you, of stuff, but it's just, you're just taking some, in, you're, you're very dude. vulnerable to, t- to learn. Cause when you go to college, you're paying so much fucking money. Yeah. So what do you, you know? Go in you don't know like, a whole lot. Like most, most people know hometown, same friends, same mm-hmm. families, church, maybe high school, like growing up with an entire community and college is the first time, like for most of them out and away. College. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, um, college, <laughs> college. <laughs> um, but like, what can you learn? I mean, there's, it's a very bottlenecked, limited thing that you can learn from other people in your current community when you're in college, when you're so young, when you've got, you know, those, those years ahead of you mm-hmm. rather than a certain number of years behind you. Um, I feel like you and I are more interesting to each other than we would have been 10 years ago. Oh, definitely. I was thinking about this the other day. I, I think I just, I'm coming up on 10 years, uh, having graduated from college, which is weird. Nice. That's bizarre. Congrats. Yeah. That's but, a... you know, it's actually, that's not true. It's actually more like nine years this year. It's like May. Okay. So any year, early. sorry, it was, it was, it'll be 20, uh, 2016, <laughs> excuse me. But regardless, it's like, man, there's a lot, there's a lot I have done and gone through and, mm-hmm. and seen in my life, uh, since then I am much more, in, uh, I'm much more interested in who I am now. I'm interested in me. I didn't. God. I was trying to figure me out. You selfish bastard, you. What's wrong with that? I'm just There's kidding. nothing wrong with being interested as, uh, as long as you're also just, you know, interested There's in There's absolutely world. nothing wrong with trying to discover who, you're, who you are. Yes. And taking the time That's to do it. That's the kind of interest. Yes, I take that. I take an interest in myself. I think there's a lot of... I'm not like, I'm not like Gaston, like obsessed yeah. with myself. Looking at yourself in the mirror and shining your own uh, tooth with your tongue? Yes. Ah. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely, I think it's important for people to kind of go on those little personal journeys to question a lot of shit. I don't know. We, we talk about this all the time, but it's, yeah. it's kind of, I don't really think I would be in good shape if I had just buried my head in a job somewhere and went down some roads that I could have gone down, you know, yeah. and I, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm literally creating that in my head right now going, right. oh, that's not a road I took. So it wasn't even a real choice I had because I would not have ever made that choice. No, exactly. You know? So exactly. here I am talking about it from this angle. But yeah. see, I've know. skirted, I've skirted on the outside of it. Uh, no, excuse me, on the inside of it, because I've 
like I worked within a company and that was that was my foreseeable future for a long while. And I say a long while, it was only a few years. It was like three or four years, but within a company. And then suddenly I just was thrust outside of that company. And I was like, whoa. Now and what? It, it, I, I kind of I just floated for not really doing anything. I skirted by another company a little bit, but it, the relationship was different. And then I kind of took it all under my own wing. I bought a computer and I bought a camera and I like was like, I'm going to do this for myself. And I liked it. Yeah. And I was awakened to that is that is me. That is the way I want to work. I don't care if I'm working for somebody else. I'm still working under me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I'm back working for a company at this moment, I'm doing it from a perspective of I know that this is not for me. And mm-hmm. I know that this is. And I'm just finding that on ramp. I'm just, you know, I know it's not... I don't feel trapped in it. I yeah. don't feel as if I'm in the wrong place because I get elements that I can pull from this. And that is, again, more interesting to me than college was. It's almost like when you do something that you really love, and it can be a job. It can be definitely be a job. Or if it's art or whatever, play music. If you are in that mode of just making stuff in yeah. that zone, that's almost like the most uh, what like pure... God expression of like the universe expressing itself. Like if you are doing something you love and you're making something, you're creating something that's coming from somewhere else. Yeah. Like you're flowing with this creativity that really does come from somewhere else. I have no idea when I go into songwriting, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And then it just happens little sounds and, and blocks of pieces come together. And then all of a sudden it's like forms itself. Yeah. Just like, uh, you're you're saying you're grabbing a camera and all of a sudden you take it in your own hands. You get to create it the way you, the images you see in your mind. Yeah. And why you see them that way. Yeah. Who knows? But then you create it, and all of a sudden that is the most pure form of your expression you can give. Hmm. And that's a level of, I don't know what that is, but that's a level of, that's some cool shit. Everyone should be giving those kinds of gifts everywhere because yeah. then you're like, oh my god, I didn't even know you could do that. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. That's I, I get stoked whenever people I see people do things that I didn't uh know that about them I didn't know you painted yeah and then you see some of their artwork and it's freaking insane yeah insane it is it is I knew that Shelby was uh talented in Photoshop but I'd never seen his work mm-hmm. and when I saw his work I was like damn dude mm-hmm. it's like you are good at Photoshop mm-hmm. like that's that's <laughs> I don't know you 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 find these things about people that they they really like and yeah it's weird you thought they were good at what they were doing for you mm-hmm. look at what they do with themselves mm-hmm. dude know? even even those are the album covers that he did for awake or sleeping yeah dude if he blew those up and not because it's awake or sleeping like as a piece of art yeah and framed it. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, you can stare at it for days just like because of all the different the, colors. Maybe you pull the titles out. Pull and the titles just, out. It just is a, Absolutely. a scene that looks, it's bizarre. You're just looking at it. And then suddenly you're, you're like, when you're tilting your head, you're like, I don't even know what this is supposed to be. You like, see, oh shit. It's yeah. fucking, you know, it's an alien abduction. Oh, we should attach those covers. Yes. So you can, uh, yeah. But I, th- I want to get them printed. I, I'm going to do it. I want to have them done. I just, I've yet to do it, you know? It's like, well... But I want to get these badass... Uh, two of them. Both the covers that he's done so far. I want to yes. do that and then send them to him. So you do like a... Like a... Gicle printing? Like oh, a, man, yeah. Like a, like a, I mean, that would be a little expensive. 
Yeah, but I want it to be done right. You know, yeah, if that was I what mean, had to be done, I'd be down. Me. Yeah, at a certain point, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a, a, a like a business purchase. Oof. You know, type no in the way that in the way that like that's true. Once once Shelby has an office, or once we have an office, mm-hmm. that's when you print on canvas. You spend like a thousand dollars, and you like fucking get yeah. those because those are are major elements. Yeah, you know, it'd be cool to put them in something a, right now. Might be like a in the you studio. Know. You know, yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Or in like a when we have the uh, elf tree whatever we build space yeah the space we could do a uh, a lobby with a bunch of cool ass art framed you know a bunch of random shit from all of our friends and yeah exactly just load up a wall exactly know, hogwarts style i i think we can create a very welcoming environment to stuff like that i'd be down yeah well everybody would be down because well, it's just with the sickness down with the sickness, and <laughs> and we're gonna let them take us out. No, I have no idea what how long we've been going. Oh, nice, nice. I don't even know, dude. It was uh, just Easter. It was. It's weird. It's a holiday. Uh, came around again, huh? It did. That Easter bunny came back to town with his little baskets. Hibbity, hop, and, uh, hibbity, hop, his eggs. Hop, oh, that's frosty. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> he is a thief. He is a thief among chickens. Well, uh, or, or he's, uh, he's like Jerry Falwell and like really good at, at getting donations from oh. the chickens, you know, <laughs> was that right? Did I say his name uh, right? Falwell. Uh, okay. Falwell? Yeah. But yeah, he's the preacher. Falwell. He's the yeah. preacher guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so, man. so, you know, maybe that Easter bunny is just like real good with the ladies. Yeah. He is real good with the ladies. He, uh, hops, uh, and he cuddles. That was so. a, that was a cunnilingus joke. Cunnilingus. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was Easter. We uh, it actually wasn't until I just said that. But dude, e- did you know Easter? You want to hear this little uh, crazy freaking uh, thing about the Easter Bunny? Yeah. Um, he is in fact the Quick Bunny, originating among German Lutherans. The Easter Hare or Easter Bunny okay. originally played the role of a judge evaluating whether children were good or disobedient in behavior at the start of the season of Easter tide. And Easter tide is basically uh 50 days from Easter Sunday to Pentecost. And, uh, <coughs> okay, so the great lord's day? Yeah, right right right, okay. And then so there's Santa Claus judging kids, giving them presents. Mm-hmm. Then you've got three roughly three and a half months later but it's all Easter religious. Bunny. It's always like this religious. So what's thing. what's the other two? What's the other two of the year? What's summer? And uh, summer's Uncle Sam and the Fourth of July. Summer's Uncle Sam. Summer of Sam. Summer of Sam. And then um, the winter is uh, the White Witch and it's like, it's uh, like Turkish autumn. Delight. I mean, is I don't know what would it be. The winter. Yeah. Turkish what? Delight. The White Witch. No, 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 no. Winter is Santa. Oh. Winter yeah. is Christmas and Santa. We're looking for fall. Oh, fall would be Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Like ghosts and goblins. Like Jack Skellington. Yeah, it'd be like you know. ske- Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pumpkins and yeah, yeah, yeah. And his little yeah. skinny, uh, skinny man suit. Skinny jeans. Yeah. Well, he did have some skinny jeans. He did skinny he ass did. legs. Well, and he had the legs for them though. I'm surprised he didn't snap them during the during any of the takes. Well, it's a good thing he wasn't like Samuel L. Jackson in in Unbreakable. Did you oh, see that yeah, movie? He, yeah, in the glass bones Shatters and shit. His, yeah. yeah. Oof. That was a shame. That was a shame. Yeah. But, um, it, I watched, um, the passion of the Christ on, oh, uh, on Friday. Just, it was, uh, I guess it's a, it's a cinematic tradition on my part 
oh. uh, just on Good Friday. I just I put it on since Mel Gibson birthed it. I just I, I dig the movie. I think it's a it's a it's very well put together. So it's okay for me to you know you just it's like people watching it's Amer- uh it's American it's a wonderful life every year, um or. Uh, what does it do for Christmas you? Like, story. what do you do? What do you watch it for, though? Like, what is it? I didn't. I don't typically. Is I it just, just like background? It. This this year, I I just I looked at it. I just kind of paid attention to what if this was not a religious story? What if this was just a story? And I was like, okay, the authorities come in dead of night and grab a dude who's just hanging out at the park with his friends. <laughs> Yeah, they they literally just snatch him up. He's not doing anything. He's he's chilling with sharing everybody. the love. Yeah. Um what what really brought it to my attention was there's a p- point in which I guess Mary Magdalene is talking to uh like It's Magdalen. Magdalen. Um talking to one of the Roman centurions and it's talking it just it says they've done it under the cover of night. They grabbed him so that you wouldn't see it. And they're trying to they're trying to kill this guy, mm-hmm. um, and I realized it was that an abduction. I was just like absolutely, it's an abduction. Literally, it's they they in, infringed on his his well being and his safety and took him and and literally killed him. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know there are a lot of similarities to the way certain governments operate mm-hmm. and certain authority figures operate. I mean. Uh, there have been governments in very recent news that have literally put a public mafia style hit out on people. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's bizarre. This literally does go on. And that is exactly what happened to a very influential religious spokesperson figure. Crimes against humanity. That's what it was. It's exactly what it was. It's crimes Crimes against against humanity. humanity. Now there was something not cards, crimes, so he's rubbing it in because we had a, a little Easter shindig and uh, Joe dominates Clean that house. game. He always does. Home court advantage. I don't even get it because it's not like you have to be incredibly skilled or practice this game. You just find these cards and you play them at the most strategic moments. It, I, you, you know how to read people. No, I, feel. I mean, I, you know, I like, to, I like to see how everybody else plays. Everybody plays differently, you know? Especially when people talk about their cards. The hard thing is when... No one says what their card was. Then oh, you can't really yeah, read people I very, very rarely. I very. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, to All try right. to read other people and what they would put down on a certain question, then you can kind of read what kind of stuff they'll respond to. Got it. It's okay. like who's going to release the jerking off into a pool of tears? You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking terrible. Yeah. It's like, uh, but it's funny. I mean, it's the level of hum- human humor that we found ourselves in, which is kind of adorable at, a, at, at to a degree. Don't you well, think? Adorable. It's yeah. It's adorable how entertained we are by it. Well, it's almost like, uh, you just kick the walls down. You're like, you know what? Anything goes. Cause there's a lot of shit in there that are politically incorrect things. Yes. And then you kind of play this game with all these different people that, from different backgrounds and you kind of level it all, you know? Yeah. And it gets uncomfortable, oh. but then it gets moved on. Everyone kind of almost helps each other past certain awkwardness, you know? Moments like that games. are not my favorite. Yeah. I'm not a big group game night person. I just, every time it impromptu happens, that's not the right way to use that word. And every time, anytime there's an impromptu game night yeah. at a gathering, I'm just kind of like, oh, 
I'd rather go just chill by myself now. Yeah. But it's okay. I, I like being around people and everybody has been fun, but you know, I, those it's, it's difficult for me to, you know, really be myself and, and yeah. you know, with, with things like that. So I never, I never thought about how I would strategize cards against humanity. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I mean, you just kind of... I mean, there's no real trick to any of it. You yeah. just have to be confident. There is, and, uh, though. There is, though, because I had no idea that you... You don't pay attention to the cards the way that they uh, react to cards. You pay attention to the way everybody else plays those cards, and you get an idea for their sense of humor mm-hmm. before it's, their, it's even their turn. Definitely. Because their answer is based on what other people think of them. Not what they, you know, find the actually the funniest. Let's just say I'm banned from basically all of the casinos in Vegas. Uh, know how to count cards and... Uh, but only only cards against humanity cards. Uh, I can see through vaults. Just kidding. I don't know. I can't do that. That wouldn't even serve a purpose if I could see through walls, but I can't get to the other side of the wall. Like you were going to steal from a casino. But know? if you could see through walls, could you see at any layer of the wall? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, could or you only like the next room zoom over? in through walls? Yeah, I like, would say if you can vision? go in, you can go all the way in. So you could see how a vault locking mechanism works. Oh yeah. So you could get into that vault because you could see through it. Oh man. So there's your uh, there's your practicality. And then what if you could? All you had to do was send a certain frequency, straight pinpointed at your like you say you're a mile away from it. Yeah. You just send a frequency straight to it, and it works its way through all of the molecules and elements just to get to that lock and dismantle it. Or what if it if it expanded into a portal, Ooh. and all you have to do is just step on through. But you step on, you and know, right at the bad... The yeah. What? Right when they're uh, releasing the amber. Releasing the amber. Oh, that stuck would in the suck. Amber. Oh, that would suck, dude. You're just stuck. Would you rather your... If you could survive any of these scenarios, would you rather a top or bottom half? Would you rather your bottom half get get stuck in the amber or like a right or left half? Oh, oh, I see. I see. Could you be cut free? Yes, you could. You, they could they could remove separate you and sew you up, but you're still just half a person. Just it depends on uh, if I could make a badass one like the right side of me like a badass robotic version of the right side of me or the bottom or the bottom side of you but i would kind of want to be able to let's say any and all of those those scenarios might be possible but my question is is if you could mimic what my actual genetically my my doesn't make it fun my my leg my real leg my bio what is that called i'm slipping my brain Ooh, what i was born with Biology, biological. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean my my actual leg, your meat legs. If my meat legs, yeah. If they could take it and read the way I walk and run, to to create my other leg versus someone just well, I mean someone could create some badass legs if you lost your bottom yeah, half. Yeah, I would what say I would say no. What if you would wouldn't want to lose my dick? Depends on what side it was happened to be on at the time. Oh man. Because yeah, the they, they wouldn't necessarily be able to recreate <laughs> you a sexual have a, organ. You couldn't like have that. half a, a cyborg Although, yes, penis. Of course, they could, right? They could do that. Why not? They do. They recreate sexual organs all the time. Yeah. You thought that was a boner? I mean, yeah, Check it might take a while. One. They're gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna have to recreate a lot of your stuff, regardless. <laughs> you know, regardless of which half. Yeah. It's on command. Splooge. 
Sorry, guys. I didn't really think the tank was full. I didn't, I, I didn't calibrate it. I didn't calibrate this. <laughs> Drip. I'm due for a checkup. And let's just say I missed the last three. Mm. I got to go. The awkwardness of this cyborg friend of yours now. Another drip? I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd want to lose any part of I don't know. That's a weird thing. It is. It is a weird question. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry to have brought it up. What would you do? Not the WWE. Probably my bottom half. I would probably want to lose and have to regain, you know, functionality of a bottom half entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. I think it'd be I think it would be easier for me. Yeah, but then dealing with half of it, dealing with an entire section of my body, yeah, as opposed to one arm versus. But what the if other one arm. of your eyes, all of a sudden, you can see this just crazy, you know? That's part of your seeing through walls thing. Is you close your left eye, that's the real eye, and then all of a sudden you're immersed into this other. I would also be half cyborg brain, though. I would have to be a personality inside a computer. I would essentially be Chappie. Essentially, you'd be a yes man. Or Darth Vader. Why would I be a yes man? Because you'd be programmed to some degree. Someone would have to program you. Yes, but I would have have my brain, which, I don't know, maybe we would would make sure that it's programmed to be subservient. But what if in the midst of like this whole horrific event happens at the Amber and they're like, oh my God, have this fucking body. All right, take this other half. We got to build a cyborg body. Oh my God. We got to program a brain. We've never done this before, Johnson. You know, all of a sudden you're in it and they're creating as they're going. And then you've developed a mind that is controlled by some old man up in a cave. What if they Down in had a cave. to, what <laughs> if, what cave. if when that happened, they had to build all of this shit and attach it to the part that was in Amber? Because that's the part that's, that's preserved. Right. Oh, and they could build part of your because body out of the freaking. It'd be carved and shaped the into the part amber. Of your, yeah, the part of your body that was hang, hanging out of the amber couldn't go anywhere, so it would die and rot away. Right. That's true. I mean, in theory, the other half could be perfectly preserved because maybe it's in another dimension. What's what the, was, that is true. You know, I mean, you're through a oh. portal. What does that mean? So it's a portal. Potentially, if you go through a portal and half your body's cut in half, it's not even like you're cut in half with meat exposed. Maybe it severs it into a closed skin. And all of a sudden, you just like kind of plop over and you got to like figure out how you're going to start moving around. (laughs) Pretty immediate. Well, (laughs) this is awkward. I'm going to be here a little while. Didn't expect to didn't expect to end up in the mall of America in the (laughs) dead of the uh, Black Friday. And uh, here I am. Freak show. Here we go. You just start crawling around making money. No? <laughs> Would you? You're in a new dimension. You just have to make it. Would the dimension have the Mall of America? I don't know. Something similar, maybe. Depends on who's pushing the pills. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We, we kind of we went through an array of things. It's bizarre. It's oh, we didn't bizarre. even... Uh, what, what, there was something we did this week that was pretty bad. Oh, we saw the uh, Lapkiss. Oh yeah, we went to we went to Wild Horses. That's Wild Horses. Yeah, Shout yeah, out! That was awesome. Should... Yeah, they did a really good job. It was a good improv show. Paul F. Tompkins was on it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they talked about a lot of various. Uh, to be honest, for me, a little bit of boring stuff. But I liked was, their personalities. It was it was the fact that they were just up there doing it. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. There. It was. Something about 
it's just a different feel. It's like going to see U2 or going to see a house band covering U2. Oh, yeah. You know, it's who's to say that the house band covering U2 is not amazing? Yeah. It's just a different a different environment, a different world. I feel like, you know, if they were on a Comedy Central special doing the same stuff, would it just be more entertaining or would they be more, you know, uh, you know, write different material and, yeah. and and gear it towards this and that and the other. So, you I know, I, I just like think that it's a different more, world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like uh it's just their Friday night gig. They just come out and shoot the shit with each other. Yeah. They drink wine. It's like different uh, podcast styles. Yeah. yeah. And talk yeah, about exactly. their wedding rings and, you know. And sure. their Harry Potter fetishes. Yeah, and their Harry Potter fetishes and taking <laughs> pictures naked with the bums showing. That's right, that's right. That was that was me being vague, and then that was Joe then continuing on with, uh, you know, directly <laughs> to the point, pointing out the exactness. Uh, but yeah, that was, it's... It was good, though. It was like, the, it was like a watching a podcast show live, and yes. then uh, after that they did the improv sketch. Yeah, which was, I mean, uh, similar-esque in at least style and format to what you've got going on with Millie McCormick at this moment. Yeah. You know, which is, which is neat. Don't worry guys. It's coming. It's coming. He's coming. Don't worry. (laughs) All over you. Yeah. He's coming (laughs) all over your ears. Um, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) that's out of control, dude. Maddie is giving us the high sign. She's grabbed her rope. She is swinging it around like it's, uh, like it's skip it. I had to laugh at how disgusting I get at my own self when I make gross comments and jokes. Yeah, I throw them out there. For this week on High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And uh, hashtag Billion People March. We, we gotta, gotta go. Nice, dude. You fulfilled your responsibility. I'm proud. I'm is. proud. You you got the word out. I shared it. And I also got the last word on this podcast, bitches. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at enterthealftree.com for all you old school dot comers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>